back to Beers and Cheers podcast, episode two of the 2021 season. Coming back from Austin, did not have a heat stroke, unlike I don't know how many old people I saw in the depths of DKR. It looked like a war zone out there. More injuries in the stands than on the field? Honestly, I yeah. No, <laughs> not even honestly, like for sure. There was, dude, I felt bad. Like there was just so many, uh, you know, you'd see like an old guy wearing like jeans and a long sleeve and he's got like the ice pack and the EMTs like, have you had any beers? He's like, no. It's like, oh my Lord. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, come on, just wear some shorts. But uh, yeah. we're back. Yeah, can thank Fox for that one. Yeah. No. I, I I still don't know if that's fully Fox. I mean, I guess, is it? Yeah, it's 100% Fox. We don't voluntarily lose money. It was like, an empty stadium so maybe okay well we're back the beer lines were long we've suffered through it you i, I will say good getting into the game day atmosphere uh you could tell there was a good portion of the fan base that was like okay it looks like we're gonna win this game we're getting the ball back in the second half it's hot as hell the beer lines are 20 minutes long we're leaving we're out of here yeah and i don't really blame them we didn't but it was still pretty damn hot Did, could you see like it sounded like talking to people who were watching on TV, like it really didn't look great, but it didn't look terrible. They very rarely showed like aerial shots, but when they did the kind of like end zone shot, it was pretty empty at the upper deck. Um, obviously the around the Longhorn in the south end zone was like very much empty. I don't know what the deal was with that, if they didn't sell those tickets or how those are really classified, but that was kind of a little bit of an eyesore. But yeah, I mean, it looked like 75% on the, on TV, but you were saying it's a little bit, a little bit more probably at a, at peak. I think so. I mean, obviously not kick, but I think midway through the first end of the first, like it was pretty dang close to hundred. Now, granted those seat, those empty seats in the South, I don't know what those were like, I guess they may not be like permitted to have steam yeah. sitting in them or something that didn't, that was an eyesore, but it still, other than that looked pretty dang good to me. Yeah, no, I think they just didn't sell those tickets because nobody knew what they were like yet. So yeah, that's probably true. Um, no, it was, I, heard, it was, go ahead. I heard I heard good reviews from this those new boxes in the South End Zone, like good. pretty pretty sweet. Um, worth. The did money. you walk around that whole area, or did you not have time? No, we did not. I well, okay, we walked around kind of like Beaver Boulevard and Smokey's Midway or whatever. It was like freaking zoo. I mean. The Smokies Midway, they've had that, you know, but it is still cool. Like, they have all the, like, the games and stuff from the, like, Cotton Bowl, essentially. And then, right. like, I didn't – we didn't go, obviously, too much into Bevo Boulevard, but I saw some pictures in, like, the zip line, like, looked pretty cool. Like, it was packed. Like, I don't know. It sounded like they had everything – they have everything right. I, I will say the new student section, so if you're looking – if it's in the south end zone like on the southeast corner it looked like obviously that was the freshman i it was shoulder to shoulder elbow to elbow like really bad and i saw some people tweeting at del Cani that they were like someone would leave to go get water and then like try to come back and there's no way they could sit down and the security was like you gotta leave like there's not enough room kind of a little bit of an s show but whatever first game it was hot labor day weekend what are you gonna do yeah, we've had issues with that for a while now, but whatever. Just fill it up with people who care about the team and make noise, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Okay, before – we... though, was, a, was the sound better? Was it loud? Or... Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was worse. I wouldn't say I noticed, like, an, oh, my God, this is so loud difference. But it was it was good. I mean, 
I will say there wasn't as much like, you know, after what's his name Patterson, Patterson left, and we kind of toned down all the BS, and we were like, oh my gosh, this is such a uh, breath of fresh air. It was kind of like that, but just on a little, little less scale, if that makes sense. I don't know why, okay. but it didn't seem like we had a bunch of the the bull crap, just stupid ads and stuff like that. I could be entirely wrong, but to me, it felt like that. Yeah, I could really hear like some of the new like defense beats and whatnot they were playing to try to get the crowd going. Those were very clear. I don't know if Fox has more microphones on the field or whatnot, but it was that was noticeable. Um, and I mean, it definitely it definitely got loud a few times. Um, yeah the first half but like you said i think it just kind of fizzled out in the second half when everyone kind of knew that it was in the bag definitely i think probably the loudest i heard was on that good sack that brockmeyer and overshone had yeah. um at the end was that in the end of the first when was that it in, yeah i don't know it was in, in the first half i just don't know when it was yeah that was that was probably the loudest the stadium got but um all right before we get into some actual football talks john beer of the week Beer of the Week is um, a new beer to the state. Um, by that description, you can probably guess what it is. It is Yingling. Yingling. Oh, the oldest okay. brewery. Uh, I knew you were going to like that. Okay. There's Give it a one other, oldest, There's another John brewery. Atkins that's going to like that a little bit more. Yeah, no, I know. I don't know why it took me two weeks to get to that, but I should have done that week more. <laughs> He was just uh, sitting yeah. there just fuming the fact that you hadn't said yingling. <laughs> I know. I, I was sitting there, I opened my fridge the other day. I was like, oh, that's a perfect beer to For do. the stupid inside joke that none of us get, that none of us gets. Yingling, oldest brewery in America. Um, John's dad's favorite beer is yingling. Pretty, pretty damn good. He doesn't drink anymore, but they actually don't make a non-alcoholic, but he has sent them like requests at our customer service to make a, a non-alcoholic one. But anywho. Uh, if pretty, anyone could do it something you're going to chug all day um, straight out of pennsylvania and again yep. oldest brewery in america never was sold west of the mississippi but i guess they were bought by someone who's bigger and now distributes across the great state of texas so they have a yingling light now too that i want to try yeah i've yet to try that though yeah i don't know if i'd, I'd try that out but uh, <laughs> go to any store anywhere in texas and you'll you'll see they pretty much have really done a good job of marketing um over the first month or so. So give it a try. Uh, all right, let's get into some actual football talk. Uh, let's start off what I think everyone was most excited about and, and anticipating like the most. Most nervous about. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I guess it's hindsight's twenty twenty. We were definitely pretty nervous. You know, was Card yeah. going to absolutely S the bed? And he, he didn't. I thought he looked pretty dang good. He started off slow. I mean, there's a time, there's a second there where he was like two of four with like for like three yards or something um and it was kind of like okay we really need to kind of get him going and i think i think sark realized that and was like okay let's just draw up a few easy throws to him on first down second down you know just get him going you know let him see the ball be caught by a receiver and he settled down now granted i will give him some credit on the the stumble out of the gate the o-line and pass pro like all of a sudden forgot and then midway through the first half was like, Oh yeah, we kind of know how to do this and settled down and gave him some pockets. There was a couple of really good pockets like that. Uh, the third down and it's moving forward a little bit, but that third down to Whittington when Whittington kind of makes a double move and should have made a touchdown, but he took like the worst angle ever, but go back and watch that play. Like they only rush four, but the, I mean, card has all day long. He's not even getting close to being touched. You're kind of bouncing all over the place right now. I know, but just, 
it'll all make sense. But I, I, I thought Card looked as good as he could for a first game starter for a whatever redshirt freshman or whatever the hell he is. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, look at the stat line. It was perfect. I mean, there was no no mistakes, which is what was like we both mentioned was kind of the key to not letting yep. the ball stay in that game was eliminate the mistakes and, and just kind of manage and give the ball to the best player on your team and and P. John. But I, I was the only – okay, so you already said all the great things. The only thing that I uh, kind of stood out to me was – on that fourth down, like his presence, he should have gone forward. You going out? Yes. To, oh my gosh! And there was, was two, yeah, two times where he bailed out of the pocket too early. And I think that's a little shallow of us to criticize that. It's his first yep. start in terms of getting used to the speed of of this level. So I'm hoping that with more experience comes more comfort and more, uh, I guess, presence of where the first down line is because that fourth mm. down almost bad that that could have been really bad yeah we were all screaming like did he get it like he had it and then he did it oh. now to go against that his keeper touchdown run was perfect he could yeah, have easily oh. handed that off and he could have you know hopefully Bijan would have scampered in but instead he knew the dn was like oh there's no way he's keeping this he hasn't kept it all game and sure enough keeps it yeah. straight in and the, the biggest thing is you could just see the confidence growing throughout the game which yep. is cool um yep. It's been a while since I've we've seen that. I would say last time I truly felt that was Sam against USC, where we did nothing. Yeah. Half, and then the second half came around. All of a sudden, he was throwing it to like Armani Foreman, every other play. Yes. Oh my God! Well, so, all those fourth quarter throws that they had in that game. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was it was cool to see him grow. Um, I thought that pulling him out was interesting, uh, but I'm sure there's some logic behind it. That I yeah. Can't. I I don't know. We were all talking in the stands and. I was I was fine with it. I, I didn't hate it. I know you want to give him some extra throws, but I, he said he was going to play Casey. So, you know, I guess he's living up to that promise. But, yeah, a little interesting. Yeah, and, and I think the argument that he made in his press conference was like, you know, I follow the, the, the God that is Nick Saban and have all my quarterbacks prepared <laughs> at all times because you never know when you're going to need them in an SEC championship or a national championship yeah. or you name it with – what he did with uh, uh, Jalen and Tua, yeah. Tua, so I get that logic and having Casey come in and something that, and I think the game was by no means out of hand at the point that Casey came in, uh, and I was glad that the offense continued to flow uh, just as well with him. So you know, I think, like we said, Hudson avoided all the mistakes that we were concerned about on the first start, and he just grew with confidence throughout the game. So all in all, I give him a A minus. Yeah, I think I was going to give him a solid B plus, but that could have easily been rounded up, uh, just because. It was like of, an eighty nine. It was a it was a solid 88, 89, If you kind of go to the professor and go, hey, like I really need an A, you know, just look sad, whatever. <laughs> it could have gotten bumped up because it was his first game. So yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Um, moving on to what probably the second most excited thing we were for the offense, which was Bijan, and that hype just totally lived up to it that was that was pretty damn impressive 5.2 average uh yards on a carry with uh 20 carries and 103 yards only one touchdown but that's or only one rushing touchdown i should say uh but and surprising guess what his longest uh, you're probably looking at it but his longest rush was only 19 yards which was i i looked at that again i was like damn yeah i guess he didn't have like a big break but still looked unbelievable 
Yeah, I liked, you know, obviously we know what he can do. We all remember the Alamo Bowl. We all know what his, his potential is. Uh, I was a little disappointed in the first drive. We ran in between the guards, and I was like, man, let him get outside. Let him show his, his ability. And we yeah. always then on the second drive. Uh, but we both said we wanted 20 touches. Um, we yeah. got four. So I don't know if there was another target on the pass of any sort that I'm missing. But he got 24 touches, which I think at the very least, every single game it needs to be 20. So I think that's a, a good start. I'd be interested to see how far – um, that number grows or what the peak yeah. this year, I would say mid to low third, low to mid thirties at most. If it's like a, just a grinding type game where we're running, you know, the whole time. So, yeah, um, I know I agree with that. I, I don't want to take away from the rushing. That's obviously huge, but I think it going more towards like the offense as a whole and the whole scheme of, of Sark Bijan having 73 yards, catching the ball on four targets says a lot about how he plans on utilizing this offense and no receiver running back is too far tight end too far out to be the main guy in a reception in a passing play or blocking. I mean, we saw a bunch of receiver blocks. There's a couple like Xavier worthy, like crackback type blocks. I was like, what the hell is this? I mean, it just looks so different, I guess, from Herman, but yeah, Bijan having those, uh, you mean, it looked different to look like a competent offense. Yeah, that I will get to that, but yeah, yeah sure. Let's, let's let's go there. Um, Roshan, another you know eight eight carries and twenty seven yards. Did what he did. Picked up a great third down on that leap. That was awesome. But uh, Keelan Robinson having the second most, having eight carries but forty one yards. Now, granted, some of those were garbage time, and yeah. he had one that big long rush for twenty five. But still, yeah, I'm not going to too much into that stat line yet. I, no. I'm convinced on that front, but uh, Roshan was pretty quiet. But again, I think it was all about the Bijan yep. continuing that momentum type momentum type deals. So very impressive the run game. I'd give it definitely again. I'm gonna go a minus. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that. Um, move, moving over receivers, we finally got to see. Well, I'm not I guess not finally, but we got our first week healthy Jordan Whittington that just makes you sad because it's like oh my gosh what. What could we have had for however many this past two years if he really stayed healthy? Just looked unbelievable. Obviously, they, they could not cover him. No, they, they, they had no one him. on the field even close to his athleticism. 113 yards, seven receptions, um, one touchdown. Should have had another touchdown. He just somehow didn't take uh, geometry or trigonometry in, in high school. Um, that was that was very head scratching, but that one throw where he broke a lot of tackles was pretty badass. Yeah, that was. Um, he weirdly threw out the first pitch at the Astros game. Right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't really get that, but okay. Sure. Like you, hey, they tweeted all gas, no breaks. I mean, they're you know. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was odd. There's plenty of Houston kids that could have <laughs> come home and thrown that, but whatever. Sure. Uh, what I liked the most, you know, obviously the stat line was awesome, but it was like the presence on third down. He made himself open. And, again, mm -hmm. that has to do with their kind of struggling defensive back unit. But he was like the go-to guy on third down. And there were plenty of third downs that, like, were not gimme third downs. So yeah. um, it was a very much Devin Duvernay-type performance is what I would compare it to. Um, and I look forward to seeing what else he can do this year because that – if you have that third down presence and a quarterback who I would say for the most part, unfortunately, was like 
targeting his or eyeing his target, like yeah. Man, that, that if he can beat the players on the field and then who cares? Doesn't matter. I'm, I'm all for it. So. Yeah, that third down conversion when Card just absolutely bulleted that ball to Whittington, and that was like the only play. You know, the only place he could catch it was exactly where he did. And there was a crossing route underneath. I think it was Brewer and the defender behind him, or was it Roshan? Who like yeah, and Roshan the, was like, whoa. Yeah, the <laughs> defender like didn't even try to bat it down. He's like, oh, he just he just threw it behind him. He's like, no, he's going to the guy behind you. That was a, an unbelievable catch, but probably even a better throw. Um, but yeah, that's just an example of those two being on the same page and Whittington be able to get open and card just, you know, going with his best receiver and best athlete on the field. Um, I do worry. Sorry, going back to card. I do worry about the eyeing of his target. That was something I did notice. He was yeah one of his first look the whole way. So I, I agree with that, but I think that also goes back to Sark's offense a little bit and that, He's going to key off his best players, and maybe that's who the play is exactly designed for. And it's really more of a one-read, maybe two-read type of play, uh, you know, yeah, passing play. Yeah. Um, it obviously helps when you have Devontae Smith, John Mechie, and Jalen Waddell. Um, it's a little <laughs> different when you have Whittington, Xavier Worthy, and Cade Brewer. Nothing against those guys, but they haven't won a Heisman yet. So, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see because I agree, I agree with you. There's definitely a little bit of a stare down. He's making it easy for a new quarterback. But, yeah, it. we're also just conditioned to, like, if we hit, see Sam, like, staring down a receiver for more than two seconds, we're like, oh, God, this can be a pick. So <laughs> it might just take a little bit of getting used to. Um, speaking of Worthy, I thought he looked pretty good in that one uh, catch big catch that he had other than that i didn't see a whole lot that i was like oh my god this kid's living up to the hype i'm gonna say i need to see more i will say i i saw some more i saw some decent blocks that he had like downfield like on that roshan hurdle on third down he he never stopped blocking and that's a big reason he picked up another was a eight eight or ten yards on that so the kid obviously deserves to play but i need to see a little more to see if he's really going to live up to that you know deep threat hype. So I'm interested. Yeah. I think the, unfortunately there weren't many receivers that really touched the ball, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out with yeah. how many touches B. John is getting. Um, what I'm interested in looking at right now is what, so the he averaged like 10 and change on each of his past plays. So mm-hmm. Did Cade and do that, you know, give credit to all the guys for making, uh, making plays after the cash side deal. But I'm interested to see where that number lands at the end of the year compared to Herman's offense and hmm. the previous staff. So he's, I mean, obviously small sample size, but most of Ellinger and before was like between six and eight yards per catch. Yeah. So I'm to see where that plays out in this new offense. Let's, let's keep an eye on that. Uh, okay. Well, I will uh, write that you down. You earmark that we'll, we'll put it on the web um moving on speaking of web what oh you going, we, didn't mention web. we haven't mentioned web well uh if you had under 22 minutes then uh collect your money uh okay moving on or i guess tied in brewer no one cares okay that's not very nice but he played okay. I mean, he had the good touchdown and another good throw by Casey or Hudson. What, what am I doing? Uh, but yeah, he that was really about all he did. I will say there was a couple good blocks that he had on run plays and good communication 
with the O lineman, but then he also him and Wiley both gave up terrible sacks one on yeah, one. That, that was that just one, pathetic. Yeah, I, I do remember that one where like that corner was wide open. Yep, that was ugly. And the I don't know what it is. I like I know what well, Wiley was kind of hurt, but like. Brewer's better than that on the one he got beat. Like, that was just disgusting. I don't know. We can't have that anymore. If they're, they're going to be doing that, they need to have some help at some point. Our, our card really needs to make sure that's not on his blind side or else he's going to get absolutely destroyed. Uh, okay, moving over to my favorite part. I I thought the I thought the line looked good, and people were going to jump down my throat. Because I at first they did look pretty terrible and they couldn't get a push. That Talon Humphrey, that D tackle, that nose tackle was very good. And Majors was having trouble. Angla was having trouble. Okafor was definitely having trouble. Okafor had some really bad holding penalties and had a couple of big runs uh, pulled back. And, but once they settled down, I thought Kirsten Jones looked really good. I thought Kersetter looked good. I thought Angleau and Majors kind of started to get it together on the run game. And even Okafor a little bit. Um, I never saw Jones get beat bad. I saw Kerstetter get be- get beat bad on a couple um, pass pros, but nothing absolutely terrible. I think the mistakes that we saw and that they made was like first game, you know, typical lack communication and not exactly being all on the same page rather than these guys can't even compete with the guys across them, you know? I, I don't know. I'll give them a good – I'll give them a B plus. So I want to go, I mean, what do you think we give up three sacks? What do you think is like an appropriate amount to give up versus a team like that? Is that, you think three is? I'd I'd say anything over three is concerning. I mean, they had three or four holdings too, so. Yeah, they did. Oh, wait, I had saw that. I think it was three overall holdings but yeah, yeah. You change your your hot take from like the season prediction to be like over under on sacks given up mm. yeah that's tough i mean since they already have three i'll go ahead and say i'll say they'll give up under 35 that's that's also going into more of the big 12 like i didn't see a big 12 defense this past week that really scared the S out of me. I mean, Oklahoma should have lost. TCU was playing Duquesne. Iowa State was losing to Northern Iowa. Yeah, I saw they like shortened the game, TCU and Duquesne. Like, yes, yeah, they did. They, yeah, I, I saw that. A lot of betters were mad because like the over was going to hit on the first first half. Like the first half over hit easily, so the total game over was probably going to hit. But then Patterson and the Duquesne coach agreed to do running clock. And so some people got their money back. Some people didn't. That was pretty funny. But uh, I don't know. It just, yeah, I'll say, th- okay, I'll say, I'll say 35 sacks, 100, 135. In regular season, don't count me after bowl game and all that crap. Um, okay, offense in general, some very, very high level. 10 of 15 on third down and one of one on fourth down. That right there is going to win games. Hard stop. I, I don't know what else you really want to see out of a uh, offense like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we were able to get off the field on third down and stay on the field on third down and offense. That was really 
the name of the game and that I mean that time of possession reflects that right and we I thought it was gonna be much more like 35 25. yeah I did saw that I think that it was 33 26 but yeah I thought it was gonna be much more I mean those seven minute and five minute drives like it just you could tell it was wearing down that ooh la defense when you definitely they were gassed the seven straight possessions of yes. points is a reflection of that so again I think you're right that third down efficiency was great I don't know how much of that is play calling versus Jordan being more athletic but we'll see if uh, we can continue that trend definitely all right Let's move on over uh, defense. D-line did not live up to the praise that I gave them, or really anybody, uh, unfortunately. They were – I don't know if they were gassed or what, but they seemed gassed from the start. I, I thought Coburn – I'm holding him to a high standard, and I really didn't think he'd play as well as I've ever seen him play. I think that was probably one of his more pathetic games, honestly. Um, same for Tavondre Sweat. I thought saw some people really – dogging on him and i think it's one of those things we'll have to keep an eye on maybe he's not as good as we think he is uh and i think jacoby jones like played a, a lot new new number which tripped me out for a second but yeah uh he's obviously like he just loves the pass rush a lot more than he does like when it's a run you can tell he's just kind of like not being as physical or you know as aggressive as he is when it's a pass when they seize his o-line pass out or uh set back um i do think pass that ojimo looks great <laughs> what he said pass out that was funny whatever i did think ojimo looks great and broughton had a couple of good snaps where he just like absolutely bull rushed some guy into bolivian but get jet bush out out of i don't know what the hell that is um, yeah i think gabinda too was a little slow okay i actually don't i actually thought gabinda bindo whatever his name is played okay i thought he was decent I mean, okay, I guess we disagree. One, that one running play. But what? You can't you can't judge on one play. That one, uh, the Louisiana play was like a run to the right where I think we blocked the PAT after it was down in the south end zone. Mm. He was the one who just got completely burned. Okay, well, my bad. Uh, You're right. Getting over to the linebackers though. Yep. Protect the fucking family. Luke Brockmeyer, absolutely. Loved it. That was awesome to watch. Yes, I'm being biased. I don't care. He played well. Uh, ten sack or ten tackles and half a sack was reading the defenses very, very well. Uh, reading their run game very, very well. He's obviously studied a lot or just had great instincts. I don't know what it was, but I thought he played very solid for his first game as a true starter, middle linebacker. Um, he was obviously getting pulled for you know on some deeper or some third and longs and such, but other than that. Very solid performance for the uh, Fort Worth native. So, yeah, Luke, if you're listening, Stuart is very biased. Um, if you want to text him to possibly say thank you for being so nice. Um, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> you'll you'll, you'll uh, respond to that? Uh, Overshone, very I'm, – I'm, I'm feel confident about my hot take of 100 – what did I say? 132? Yeah, something like that. 122. 122. He was, like, he was like on every single play of the first half. Like every- Literally, yeah. And then I had a, had a great sack. He's going to be an absolute freak. I'm really excited to um, watch him play. I Like this – we'll get into this defense in general, I guess, but I'm I'm excited. Uh, keeping going, um, D 
DBs, no blown coverages on the back end, no big blown coverages on the back end. I saw good wrap-ups, good run support from Foster and Schooler. I Foster, like Schooler, I feel like it's going to be one of those guys that we're not really going to talk about that much because he's not making that many mistakes because he's just been around forever and he sees everything. He's, I don't know. I didn't see anything dumb. Like communication was pretty solid. Yeah. You didn't see those plays where our two like safeties are looking at each other, like pointing at each other. Yeah. Yeah. Or flexing after a first down, giving up a first down, something stupid like that. There were a lot of new names. That's what like shook, I guess, surprised me, but like Darian Dunn. Yeah. J.D. Brown. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That like kind of like kind of took me a while. I mean, who who is that? Yeah, when I, I went, or Baron, sorry, Jade Jade Baron. Yeah, when I saw Baron, I was like, Baron, who's that? I was like, oh, that's that transfer. Whoops. Um, but Jameson, I, he played very very well, especially like in the run game he, for how small he is. He's physical as hell. He yeah, is, is he okay? He went down. Is he all yeah, right? I think he's okay. I think the only person that we really need to worry about is Anglau, and uh, I think that's it. I believe from latest sources, uh, but Jameson on top, we'll get to the special teams. I want to actually want to do a little special teams talk, but with that and how well he played, like he is, a, I think him being all big 12 and possibly like a second team or honorable mention, all American, isn't that crazy. He's very, very good. Very athletic. Are you still talking about Deshaun? Yeah. Oh, I think without a doubt, I think he is all big 12. He played great, and J- Josh Thompson played solid. Nothing unbelievable, but still good coverage. There was a couple, you know, big throws, big throws, quote unquote, but nothing huge. I mean, they're uh, they had a couple. Yeah, they had. Golly, they had a couple long receiving. They had six receptions, long receptions. One for 26, 21, 19, 21, 20, and sixteen. That's a little concerning looking back on it, actually. But nothing that was like a touchdown give up. So I guess it's more of a bend no break. I don't know. I like I like this defense. I think oh, it was very much a bend no break. I mean, look at the third down. They didn't get the third down conversion until like the third quarter. I don't think that's true. So I mean, they were playing great on third down again, getting off the field and yeah. continuing to put pressure on that Louisiana defense and wearing them out. So four of thirteen on third down with twenty two first downs for. Louisiana, that's frustrating as hell. You can just huh. get a first down whenever you want and can't get one on third down. But yeah, o- so, overall, loved it. Yeah, we didn't make mention of Overshawn with his uh, bands on his legs. You want to tell that mm. story? Cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Well, no, you can go ahead. No, frankly, I don't, I don't want to butcher the story. You're the one who told me, so go ahead. Well, isn't it the – the, it's he for had, Ellinger, right? Yeah, he had X amount of. He had four. Uh, I don't, okay, I can't remember. I think he had four on his arm, and eight on his leg. Yeah, that, whatever Jake's number and was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Yeah, because he was forty-eight. That was that was very cool. I didn't notice that until I don't think anybody really did until after the game, which maybe makes I saw that like somebody asked him before, like how many arm bands you wear, like over or under ten, and he said over for sure. So. Yeah, obviously he had something planned, but yeah, still very, very cool. Um, for a sad cause, for sad reason, obviously, but glad to see he's uh, you know supporting. Overall, very, very pleased with the defense. Still, I mean, I think uh, yeah, the holding them to eighteen, of which one of them was kind of like a garbage touchdown towards the end ish. But 
you know, no, no big mistakes, got off the field a lot. Um, and again, I, I would like to see a pick this weekend. That'd be nice. Cause like yep. prediction of 25 turnovers forced behind schedule. Not looking great. One game in, one game in, one game in. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll allow it. But yeah, no, I, th- I thought the tackling in general was better. No crazy blitzes at weird times. I know we're all scarred by LSU, but you know what I mean? And uh, no, yeah, no coverage bus. The stat sheet showed up. The defense has an opportunity to be very, very good, especially in the Big 12. Um, okay, real quick, special teams. I know we don't always do this. First off, that block in the back was bullshit. But even with that, Jamison played very, very – or shed some, good, like, tough tackles and got out of that. That should have been a touchdown. That was absolutely ridiculous. Refs yeah, were, was... you know, first quarter for them too, I guess. But I saw some things on this – like, the punt coverage. Uh, Kitten Crawford's tackle was perfect. He didn't – he did. He kind of stutter-stepped and waited for the guy – to see the ball and then absolutely clobbered him like stuff like that. It's just like, Oh my God, these kids like are taught the right thing and know what to do. And obviously have rep this. It was again, refreshing to see. We're going to keep on saying that. Yeah. We didn't make stupid mental mistakes. You know, I think the personal foul, whether it was or was not one who knows on the punt was like, Oh geez, here we go again. And then we were, you know, you know, already backed up in the end zone to three now. It's like, all right, we've seen this song before. <laughs> uh, but the onside kick recoveries was very clean. The kickoffs, Dicker kicked them through every time. Obviously, there was a missed field goal by Dicker, of which yeah. uh, Sark was seeing he was rushed. I don't care. That's not an excuse. He needs That's, to make I agree. Uh, responded really well, made the next one later on in the game, which was nice. Yeah. Um, we need, we need, we don't need to be messing around again with that. I don't know if what, uh, I think Dicker ended up being like 60% last year. That's not acceptable. So we need to clean that up for sure. But other than that, it's uh, all in all, I think, uh, was it Banks is the coach? Yeah, Jeff Banks. Shout out to Pole Assassin, if you know who that is. Go ahead and explain that one, John. I'm going to move on to the next subject. Okay. Are you sure? (laughs) Anywho, we play Arkansas. (laughs) Western Conference, Southwest Conference. From the old days. Is this like the ultimate like old man yells at cloud? Like I hate Arkansas for for like Texas football. Like I get it, but like I don't feel the hate. I was told, yeah, I don't feel it either. I was like at all. (laughs) I was told this is like a big sellout. They just finished like a renovation to their football stadium in in Fayetteville. Is like the biggest game of their like I don't know. It's like the biggest game ever for Arkansas at home. It's like really. Yeah, like, I saw it was their first sellout team? since 2017. Yeah. Like a very mediocre Texas team is going to be what you like. Yeah. Really I, get hyped about. Okay. That's, that's, that's I, nice. But uh, I think it's a great, really random schedule. I don't know why we're playing one game against them. It's not like maybe we owed it to them from a long time ago. I don't either. Uh, I'm glad it's happening. It's definitely got some uh, attention on the national media for, I would say, a pretty average week, too. Uh, uh, I'd say but, below average. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been good to get some attention and to, and, you know, in addition Ooh. to like winning your first week again, it, it was nice to come into week two with a, a game that has some notoriety and, and I think we'll get a lot of coverage on, on game day. So Yeah, you, you, you cover week one and then you go in and you're seven-point favorites uh, at uh, – sorry, on the road at 
in what at an SEC team. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting. Um, I hate when I, my SEC friends like Will and Henry tell me <laughs> Arkansas sucks because it gets me confident and really excited. Yeah, uh, for the potential of winning this game and coming home versus Rice to go three 0 in conference play, which we discussed this before, Stuart. But when was the last time Texas? I said it again. I fucked it up. But when was the last time, <laughs> uh, Texas went undefeated in non-conference play. That would be in 2012 with Wyoming, New Mexico State, and at Ole Piss, which I Close. was not. It was actually New Mexico, not New Mexico State. So Damn it. I didn't get to go to the Ole Miss game, though, because someone called in a bomb threat. That, that's not the reason why I didn't go. But anyway, Yes, it is. point is, is that. And then we went to Panda's yeah. Ranch, and it was really fun. This is this is a big moment, I mean, for Sark, you know, of, I know we kind of said the same thing last week, right? It's like if we lose, we're the same same uh, same uh, program that we have been for the last 10 years. If we win, it's like, all right. But this week, I truly feel like is a big turning moment. It's like, okay, he's going to SEC, going go on the road with a pretty inexperienced team, uh, has a chance to, you know, if you find a way, to, I don't even care if you cover, just find a way to win this game um, and come home, take care of business first rice, go into Big 12, Undefeated. I mean, it's there's a lot of potential here. So yeah, that is scary. That I I know we're looking past Rice, but just just bear with us for a little bit. But yeah, winning this game and going into yeah the uh, Big Twelve un, undefeated is very jarring. <laughs> and, you know, getting back to the being comfortable with the uncomfortability. Yeah, that's that's uncomfortable. That's that's that's, that's, that's a new uncomfortableness. You know. That's that's so. the theme of the year. I like that. Good call. I, <laughs> um, Comfortable with the uncomfortable. I, I completely agree. But yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. I it sounds like a decent amount of Texas people are going, and obviously like all the old guys are going. So that'll be sweet for them, I guess, to get all riled up about. You there? John? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what's up? Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> Good dude. Did I drop <laughs> off? Yeah, you said something about old guys being excited, but yeah, I agree. Uh, okay, let's get into Arkansas as a football team. Coached by Sam Pittman. He was the Georgia O-line coach for a while. Obviously put together some really good O-lines over the past couple of years since Kirby got there. Kendall Braz is our offense coordinator. Y'all know him. Uh, Barry Odom is our defensive coordinator. We tried to – Sark supposedly tried to hire Barry Odom as a, as a – to be the D.C. Um, come over, which was – I'm kind of glad now that he didn't because Kwiatkowski lo- seems to be legit, but still interesting sliding doors type of moment. Yeah. Uh, what's offense. The, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What like? What's what? the story on Sam Pittman? Why? Where, where, where's he been? He was at he was at Georgia, but he was he was in OC somewhere before, I think. Yeah, I, I, I recognize the name, and it's not the Georgia offensive line coach. Well, that's what he was. I mean, he's been. He was. He was the. I guess he hasn't been an OC in forever. He's really only ever been an O-line coach, which is pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, he – I mean – Yeah, it must have been – yeah, I don't know why I recognize him. That w- he was at Arkansas before Georgia. But, again, he was the O-line coach. He was the assistant head coach. He was that at Georgia too. But I think he's just highly well-regarded at being – Lucy uh, – uh, 
Keep being talking. just a great, just being a good coach and the leader that the players like. Is your door closed? Hello? John? 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 Hello? Did you just fall off? I told you to keep talking. I had to go open well, the door. I didn't like know as in like keep talking. I'm not there. But anyways, yeah, Sam Pittman, he's their coach. All right, let's get into their actual uh, football team. Uh, they return all five O-linemen. Still probably not the strongest unit on their team despite the return. You just saw what all five O-linemen looks like for Louisiana, and it really didn't make too big of a difference. Not a great running back threat, but their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, is a legit runner. He's pretty big too. He's like 6'3, like 245, but not as solid throwing the ball. I'm kind of getting Ellinger in his first couple of years vibes, and that there don't be surprised if they run him over 15 times in this game. They do have one really good receiver and Traylon Burks, but after that, it's not not too much of a receiver threat. You know what this offense scheme though is. Like you've seen Kendall Bryles however many times and obviously you know what his dad is like so you know what you're gonna see i think quitkowski has a decent amount of experience playing these types of teams and not like a true spread but more of the kind of pro spread so i'm excited about our defense going against this office i think that's probably going to be the better matchup and more exciting matchup for the game uh, moving over to defense, D-line is not great. Their starting linebacker, his name is Bumper Pool, which, yes, that is his real name. Don't ask me why his name is that, but, yeah, his name is Bumper Pool. Anyways, he's suspended for the first half because he has a tar- had a tar- targeting call in oh, the yeah. Rice game. Um, okay, moving to DBs. The so guy got to make a got to make a move in the first half is what you're saying. So get up in the first half if we can. Um, the guy to watch out for on their defense is a guy named Jalen Catalan. This guy is an absolute freak. He's number one. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's from Mansfield. He went to Mansfield uh, Legacy. Big miss um, by everybody. Uh, he was. He's turned into one of the best players in the SEC. I'm not being hyperbolic, hyperbolic, whatever. He's very, very good. Probably going to get drafted as a first rounder. This guy's going to be Card's main cue and who he's going to try not to even throw near. They're going to want Card to be looking over the middle and forcing balls over to that way so that Catalan can kind of mop up and take over. But don't doubt that he's very, very good against the run, too. There's been multiple times where he comes out of nowhere, comes up to the line of scrimmage and makes a great sack or tackle for loss or good wrap-up. This guy looks like Earl Thomas, and he plays like it. It's it, He's a great player. So watch out for him, number one. He'll be fun to watch. Uh, corners. Yeah, there's a pretty significant drop-off after those two guys. Yeah, there is. Their defense is not great, but um, – Catalan kind of makes up for most of that. 
and then obviously bumper pool being out for the first half like just saying that it's just so arkansas it hurts uh is a big deal so jump on them early get going I, getting in predictions what what are you feeling what are you down in the plums so i mean who was closer last week was i closer or you were closer uh i had a I differential said, i said I don't know what I said. I think I said 28, 24 or something. I, I had a differential of seven. I think you were closer. Hmm. Um, I think this one's much closer than last week, just simply the fact that we are on the road with a young team. Um, I think bumper being out the first half has a big effect in terms of how we are at halftime. I'm going to say we win 34 24. Yeah, I feel confident about about us too, which is scary. But I don't think we cover. I think we can get on them early. I'll say 31-24, even 31. I know that's close to a cover, but 31-24, 31-27, 31-26, 33-24, somewhere around there, there, close to a cover, but not. Just holding on to your butts if you got it. Yeah, if you can get up, let's call it 17 or 21 by half, that would be awesome. Take advantage yeah. of him being out. I, I'm not confident enough to say that with this offense after one game, but if you can do that, then I'm feeling very, very good coming into the second half. This, I agree. this is another game that we're obviously going to be tested. I think we didn't see a ton of it against – Louisiana and that we didn't really need to change up any schemes or anything. We just kind of need to keep on doing what we were doing, but this might be a first time we see Sark's, you know, true in-game adjustment abilities. Yeah, no, I, I hope there's not adversity early because I get, I fear what a young team would do, but um, hopefully, I don't know, I get these like weird Oklahoma State vibes whenever I think of Arkansas. I don't know hmm. why. I keep thinking that Stillwater, where we always go down early, and I fear that's going to happen. But yeah, I think it's similar environment. This game being at uh, six, I think, gives us a little, little bit of a help. Like, I know it's not like it could be seven. Just oh, another hour of drinking. I thought you were. I thought you were saying in comparison to like a noon game. Or a- no, good lord! I'd pr- I'd love for this to be a noon game. God, that'd be perfect. But we're wearing our icy whites under the lights. Yeah, that'll be ah, – damn. Okay, now, now I'm excited for that. Uh, okay, <laughs> games of the week, as we mentioned earlier, pretty subpar week. Oregon at Ohio State, 11 a.m. Fox. Uh, Oregon is – wait, so that should be Ohio State at Oregon. Excuse me. Yeah. Oregon is – Is it 11 a.m.? No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm right. That's Oregon at Ohio State. Excuse me. I no, know. no, no. Really? Yeah. Huh. Is that really at 11 a.m.? Yes, because it's the big Fox game. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's Joel Klatt and uh, Joel Klatt and uh, Gus. Yeah, yeah, your boy. Uh, Ohio State should have lost to Minnesota. If they didn't have that fumble returned uh, for a touchdown, they'd lose that game. No question about it. C.J. Stroud did not look good in the first half. But the receiver core is very good, and they kind of put it together defensively. Uh, that Kalon Thibodeau for Oregon might be hurt, and he's probably – top five overall draft this year i'm gonna go ohio state i'll take the 14 they're they they need to bounce back 
Yeah, I think Ohio State had their kind of scare. Um, they're going to win big in this game. Uh, the really only other ga- good game this week is the uh, Cy Fair Hawkeye or Cy Fair Bowl or whatever they call it. <laughs> Iowa at Iowa Stake, 3.30 ABC. Iowa Stake is minus four and a half. Uh, Purdy and Co. were losing for a good portion against Northern Iowa last week. They always Purdy, do. Purdy like, had like three incompletions for like 24 24- – like 20 something completions and only like 27 attempts, but he still only threw for like 199 yards. I don't think he, I don't think he uh, threw for over 200 and Brees Hall, Bryce Hall, whatever his name is, not Bryce Hall. He's the TikToker. Damn it. Brees Hall uh, had like three yards per carry on like 60, you know, like 20 carries on in like 60 yards, something really, really bad. I, I would like to say they put it together, but, I don't think they do. I, I really like Iowa in this game. Iowa played a good game uh, last week, so I'm going to go Iowa. Yeah, Iowa State kind of struggled like they always do out of the gates last week. Um, they always seem to play pretty well versus Iowa. I think they actually win this game at home, take advantage of that uh, college game day the excitement. Um, yep. They win this game late and cover. Yeah, I just – like Iowa – I. Didn't think Indiana was that good. That they, they, they kind of just like with the darlings last year. So a lot of people bet on them and thought they could be good. Um, but I just don't see Iowa State. I don't know. This seems like a total let let down game for them. I, I'm taking Hawkeyes money line. We'll see. I think it'll be a good game to watch before uh, our game comes on. I, first first like, time this game's ever been uh, two top ten teams. Huh. So last closing statement. I will say you know, last week. Um, a weekend was quite honestly like the most excited I've been for college football in a long time. And it like lived up to every bit of it. I mean, I'm watching Virginia tech the first night, uh, entering in with inner Sandman to yeah, you know, on Saturday morning, actually I like, almost teared up during game day. Cause it just was so I, cool. To have again. I did too. Like no joke. Um, there was legitimate tears. Like just, I don't know, man. It was, it was the excitement that like America needs in terms of like college football in the fall. Um, Maybe. Yeah. 20 full stadiums. What? Yeah, like people coming together. Yeah. It's just, whatnot. Yeah. I mean, whether it's the right thing to do or not, who knows? But man, it was just like, mm. and uh, people were celebrating those you know, great games left and right all the way till Sunday night where the Florida State Notre Dame game was a good game. So, Gosh. all in all, it was just a really good weekend, great kickoff to the year. And let's hope that momentum continues to go our way. Yep. All right. Thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate it. Everybody have a good weekend. John and I will be together. There might be a microphone coming out Saturday night. <laughs> I think so. All right. Talk to you all next week. Thanks. See you. The heart is a bloom. Shoots up through the stony ground. There's no room. No space to rent in this town. You're out of luck. The traffic is stuck And you're not moving anywhere You thought you'd found a friend To take you out of this place Someone you could lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day